Sluts and Scholars, a podcast for professionals who prioritize pleasure. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Sluts and Scholars is a podcast produced by Sluts and Scholars Media, LLC. It is a shame-free educational podcast made for your entertainment and informational desires only. The podcast, any opinions we share, and any resources, including social media and emails from us, are not therapy, medical care, or professional advice, and do not create a patient-client relationship. None of the information, opinions, suggestions, resources, or exercises mentioned in this podcast should be used without clearance from your healthcare provider. All opinions, information, and ideas expressed by the guests are solely their own. If you need emergency mental health or medical help, please call 911 or 988 or go to your nearest emergency center. We hope you enjoy the show. Slutty scholars, are you ready to elevate your sex life and relationships? Then I hope you will join me and my amazing co-host, Lisa Ryder, for our third Pleasure Connection retreat happening on October 14th and 15th in Malibu, California. So this episode is going to be a little bit different because uh, Lisa and I are actually going to have a conversation about the retreat and how it can help you have more pleasure and connection in your life. If you already feel ready to buy tickets and want to join us, check out thepleasureconnection.eventbrite.com. If you have more questions, we're even offering free 30-minute discovery calls where you can talk to us about the retreat and how it can help you. Or just tune into this conversation and get a little more information. That is thepleasureconnection.eventbrite.com. Hope to see you in Malibu on October 14th and 15th. Enjoy the conversation. I am so excited to be here with my co-host of this awesome uh, event called Pleasure Connection. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, um, you've probably heard the ads for it. This is going to be our third one. Um, Lisa Ryder is my awesome co-host. She's a behavioral therapist and just all around like Renaissance woman, yoga, Reiki, energy work, all, all kinds of things. Um, she, if you if you're into it, she does it. Um, but yeah, we we're excited to share with you guys a little bit about this event because um, we've seen how beautifully powerful it is for the folks that have come. So, I mean, let's just talk a little bit about it, like to help people understand kind of what this is. So it's called the Pleasure Connection. Um, the link to the tickets and everything will be in the episode bio. But um, I'm trying to remember like what first inspired us to do this. Do you remember like what was going on for you that we were both like, this needs to be an event that's happening? Yeah, you know, I think it it stemmed what well, we did women who wonder, right? So that was like that big sort of event with a lot of women in one space and then COVID hit and we were kind of like, okay, like how do we come back from COVID? What are we doing? And we decided that it was really about reconnecting to ourselves and then our partners. And I think that was like the base for like we're all about pleasure, but then how do we reconnect to that? And so the fact that we offered something a little smaller too, I first we did couples and now we're open to couples and singles, which I think is really amazing and learning the reconnection to yourself as a single. But then also if you have a partner, um, I, I feel like that's where it kind of came from for us. We were just like looking to reconnect again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Connected for so long. We were like... Oh, how do we offer this? <laughs> yeah, I think this was like for a lot of us, like our first, uh, some of our first like retreats back 
um, in person for a while. And so it was a little bit like nerve wracking to be like, how's in person going to work after doing so many Zoom things? But it was so wonderful. And yeah, like you were saying, we started thinking like it would be great for like partnered people. But then after the first one, which was wonderful, we actually had people come in from like all over the country um, to to join us. We had those people come in from Mexico as well. That's right. Yeah. We had people come in internationally and we had folks ranging from like 30s to 80s. Um, And it was like, yeah. It was my favorite. Yeah, it was it was amazing. But I think after that, we realized that like, our sort of base primary important partnership is the one with ourselves and just connecting with people and how missing that connection was. I remember recently, I actually went to a talk um, that Oprah was doing with the Surgeon General. And he was talking a lot about like the research around like the loneliness epidemic, essentially. And so I really think this is like, been an opportunity for people to reconnect and obviously i'm biased as a sex therapist but like the way that i see such powerful connection happening is to people's bodies and to their pleasure but that's also where most of us are stuck because of shame and so most of my clients are coming in to see me because they're struggling with not reaching the pleasure potential that they want and can have um and have blocks and have shame and are feeling disconnected from themselves and their partner and yeah it was like we have to we have to do something and the the yeah, event happened I mean, completely and like i i just echo the same thing i mean we decided to do this for pleasure cuz one of the biggest blocks i see with my clients is around pleasure and their sexuality and yeah. you are hands down the perfect partner. You are like the pro at it. And then everyone in general is just like, I don't know who I am now after Mm -hmm. COVID. I've changed so much. So many things mean different, you know, purposes in my life. So I think, you know, our main focus was reconnecting to ourselves. And then if you wanted to bring a partner, how do you reconnect to that partner as well in that Mm -hmm. new state? And the best way to do it is if you can connect with yourself, you can connect with somebody else. If you can connect with yourself, you can then communicate that with somebody else. And I think that's another huge part that we offer in the retreat is how do you communicate those needs once you figure out what they are? Like, what's the language around it? And how do you not feel shame around sharing that with somebody, whether they're a new partner and you don't even know them or you've been with them for like 20 plus years? Well, I mean, in their case, they were together you know, <laughs> <laughs> a long time. Yeah. And and I also feel like, obviously, even before COVID, like this was a common thing, but like, you know, COVID presented so many new issues with it. If people have been listening to the podcast for a little while, like I think they know that my, I feel like my way of being and my mission in life, and I know we sort of share this is just like helping people learn the healing powers of pleasure. And so I think sometimes when people hear about retreats that are like pleasure focused or sexuality focused, they get a little bit scared um, because that's like a part of ourselves that, you know, maybe has been turned off for a while. But I I really hope this can be an invitation for people to see how like pleasure is a part of our health and well-being. Um, And it's not just um, like it's about sex, but it's not just about sex. Yeah. and, And that's the thing. I think that's why we call it pleasure connection retreat too. And, you know, and breaking down the stigma that healing has to be hard. Healing does not have to be hard. Healing can be pleasurable. It can be fun. You know, I think sometimes, you know, uh, 
I tell my clients, like, you should be excited to come like see me. Like when that call's coming up, we aren't, we aren't scared to jump in. It's kind of like this new idea that going to these treats, although yeah, sometimes we're facing bigger blocks or things that we might not have as much experience, you know, kind of moving through. And that's why we all have each other there, but it is pleasurable. It should be, you know, a positive reinforcement, like, oh, I'm going to go do this. Like, this is going to be fun. And I think also a lot of the components that we've created is a good mixture between um, like somatic exercises where we aren't doing a lot of overt talking about things. We're just kind of like, let's use our bodies to process this. Let's use energy. Like we don't always have to talk about it. And then there's a really fun awareness around like, Hey, what's this dildo? And like, how do we do this? And you know, there it, it's such a good mix for anyone to come. And I think that's what we kind of hear from the people who come as well, is that like, this wasn't intimidating. This wasn't like, oh my gosh, I don't know anything I can't talk about. It's like, wow, you just made this easy and fun. Like, that's great. Like, <laughs> So I feel like we're talking about like the themes of it, but just to give folks like a little idea of like what this actually looks like in practice is, um, you know, given Lisa and I's like experience and, and expertise in these spaces, we've kind of curated this two day experience in Malibu, um, going like all day, both days. It's non-residential, meaning like people don't sleep over, which actually I think is a, a good intentional thing because it gives folks an opportunity to like go back either to their hotel or their home and to put in to practice some of the stuff that we've done. Um, I think it's a great retreat for all levels and experience uh, folks coming in, but I would say it's a little bit more tailored to people who are, I don't necessarily want to say like beginner level, but who are like struggling to like start the conversations or maybe who haven't felt as comfortable like even covering these topics or like getting these words in their mouth. Um, And so a lot of folks, I remember the first time we were doing it, were wondering like, are people having sex there? Like, are we naked? Are we doing this stuff? And um, the answer to that is um, no. And um, so it's sort of like, you know, we sort of break it down in between like doing educational, like talking workshops, and then balancing that with this sort of embodied practice component, which is everything from that Lisa leads like yoga to breath work to partnered experiences to like self-touch exploration, but it's all clothed, all like, you know, uh, I think invitational to people who are like feeling anxious and nervous about this topic. Like, I really think we've tailored it to help people start where they are, um, which yeah. is like so important around this topic that feels scary for a lot of us, even, even to folks in the field, like, you know, it's still tough for us to talk yeah. about this sometimes in partnership. And I notice it changes. Like we've had people say that they would come back again, because I think that's mm-hmm. part of it, the practice of it. So, yeah. you know, even if, not a beginner, you can come where you are. I think that's the perfect way to say it. You just come where you're at and you're going to get something because the exercises that I do are always changing, Mm -hmm. you know, different breath practices, the different somatic practices, the different bonding practices. It's always going to be a little different. So depending on where you're at and then practicing that in Mm -hmm. an environment is so important. And I think just not only the location, how beautiful it is, how much nature there is, being like right next to the ocean, mm-hmm. all of these elements allow us to move all of these different sort of like insecurities in a way. And then you take that home, either yeah. with your, your partner, you get to process it, and then you come back again. Right. So to me, it's, it's just such a good balance of, mm-hmm. of the 
but yeah what's been your favorite part everyone said about it <laughs> i know we're, we're biased obviously because we're putting it on but like this is what attendees have shared back with us <laughs> what's been your favorite part of the experience man i i still think every time that that one particular bonding exercise where you're speaking to each other um hits home for everyone mm. and i mean you, you did it with a friend mm-hmm. and how powerful that is and how simple it is in, in less than three minutes, you know, and you can take that and do that with anyone. You can do it with a partner um, and you can switch the words too, which is, which is really beautiful. And to see people after two days open up and to be able to share emotion and hold space for each other in that way um, to me was really, really beautiful. Also, you know, the giggles, like Mm -hmm of like people who have like done it all and they're just kind of like oh yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know there was laughter which was was really disarming and beautiful to see people not being like this the entire time like everyone because you're in that group setting you just kind of laugh you laugh together there's this is what it is (laughs) yeah I think my my favorite part in the two we've done so far has been like watching people um open up and like what's the word like deconstruct unconstrict like like a uh, loosen um and open sort of like like in a in a flower way uh, as the moments and hours and days go on you know i mean coming in there were some people who were like okay i'm ready i'm here uh but i think for a lot of folks you know it's a, it's intimidating you're meeting some strangers you're in a, a new space and and just watching the like camaraderie and the openness flow as things go on just when even a little bit of permission is given. Like we do an exercise called like you're, you know, helping you find your pleasure menu, which is helping people really figure out like, what are all the things that one can do in their life to like experience this pleasure healing, both overtly sexual and not. And when there's just a little bit of permission that like starts within the group of like things one could add to the menu, the stuff that comes out of people's mouths, I'm just like, yes, that's hot. That's yeah, hot. Yeah. And it just starts it snowballing. Like it, we keep getting new ones. We think we've thought of it all and every group brings something new. Yeah. So start like a library of like different totally. Yeah, but just watching people like open up to themselves, open up to the group, like share more, share more with their partner, like even in, in, like you said, sometimes it's just like moments. It's like, to me, this event and retreat is really also just about like giving permission. And it's wild to me always to see like how much just like opening the door gives people permission to like walk through with so much, which is funny because that's why when I went to um, school for therapy, they always tell you like not to tell people on airplanes, like what you do for a living, (laughs) because it's like, once you give the permission, people are like, Oh, well, let me tell you all this stuff. Uh, But this is actually a space to do it. So um, it's it's really cool to see like how that unfolds. Yeah. It's so funny. I just did like a random impromptu session at like bank of America. Like the woman was like opening this account for me. She's like, so my ex keeps calling and I'm like, all right, we're doing it. Like this is, I guess this is happening today. Like this is how we're going to do it. Did she give you a good deal on any account things? No, no, I should have asked for one. I was like, we should do. And it was funny because then the manager came and I was like, all of you can come to the retreat. We can all do team building together, which I think is another great thing. Like if you wanted to bring a group of, you know, it doesn't have to just be partners, but a group of your supportive friends. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to, 
come with whoever your team of support is. This is an amazing thing to share in that way too. Yeah. Um, I was curious if you thought like the difference between day one and day two, Mm. I saw, you know, obviously because there was more time and more opening, but day two, there was this like grounded effect that happened. Mm. Like, you know, people came in very excited day one and they were like, Oh, this is happening. And Mm -hmm. day two was this like really beautiful security and calm because we always open it with, you know, the, the meditation and the yoga and that like people came down and were like, like in it and ready. And to me, I thought that was, that was a really cool thing that I kind of saw across the board was there was this like super quick build with that security by day two, which was wild to me. Cause for me, I'm like, this is ever changing every day. I'm like, Oh, what's this new thing? Yeah. So we, we start usually, I don't want to give it all away, but just to, to give you like a little teaser of, of it. And again, it, it, the cool thing is because we've kept it as this sort of like bespoke small group, we're able to kind of cater it to like what that group needs a bit. Um, and like you were saying, like each group that we've had is, is different. And so it's been really cool to like be able to both have a beautifully prepared um, retreat, but also have some like flexibility for what each group needs. Um, but in general, like in the past, we've like started day one. Um, we always start the day with like um, one of Lisa's guided like body exercises. And the reason for this is obviously pleasure is something that uh, needs to include the body <laughs> for a lot of us. And so we really like to kind of get people um, to feel safer, to be in their body, to actually prepare their bodies for pleasure. Because a lot of us uh, get stuck in our head. And when we're in our head, um, our body, our nervous system might not be ready to experience pleasure. And so we like to start every day and we do a few throughout the day to help people actually feel safe enough to get to a place where they're open to pleasure. Um, which is necessary. So we kind of start every day with a cool um, guided exercise like that, that Lisa leads. Um, And then we do like a pleasure anatomy reminder for people. So even for folks who maybe feel like they know their bodies, this is like a really helpful reminder to help people figure out like what feels pleasurable in their body. And also for some who haven't had any sex education or comprehensive sex ed, this is like a great opportunity to actually learn about their bodies. And we've had people who are like, you know, 60 plus years old. And we're like, I never knew this about my clitoris. And yeah. it's, it's we also wild. Had like a, a nurse practitioner. And I think one of the first ones, the woman who was a doctor, we went through things and she was like, we only get 15 minutes of training on the anatomy, even in medical school. So mm-hmm. the, all of the things that people don't fully know about, we kind of yeah. go through and it's that awareness that also really helps you reconnect yeah and then we also do this like really cool like i would say like sexual narrative storytelling approach um using kind of our own take on this um approach called the circles of sexuality which is basically like helping people to actually get in touch with their like personal narrative of how they got to where they are right now in terms of their connection to pleasure and relationships so like all the stuff they've learned all the things they haven't learned everything from like trauma to what makes them feel good and everything in between and so really helping people figure out like what's the story and narrative that's created the foundation for where I'm at now? And then what parts of that do I want to keep? And what parts of that do I need to shift? 
Yeah. And those choices alone, that agency to decide what's meant for you and your pleasure. It's just so powerful. Well, and just to help people see, like I do this with clients, almost all of my clients to help people see like what stories and ideas aren't actually theirs. I think a lot of us like to think that we have so much like free will and agency and we're like, oh, I like this because I like it. That's just my preference. And when we peel it back, we see like where that came from. And then you get a chance to be like, is that something that's actually mine? Who fed that story to me? And what do I intentionally want to do with it now? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then we go into like helping people actually like communicate these preferences through um, like boundary teaching and boundary skills, learning how to communicate these things, um, both in like education, but then also in that embodied practice um, that we were talking about before through breath work, meditation, yoga, and, and group dynamics too. Like we're, we're sort of practicing it in real time amongst yeah. the group. It's really cool. Yeah. And it's great. I, you know, we, we had more singles in this last one and it was really cool because mm-hmm. it was like, this is a safe way before you're going out to a stranger. Like yeah. how do I do sexy consent? Whether that's with a partner you've been with mm-hmm. for 10 years or it's somebody new yeah. in the first time in the bedroom or in any sort of circumstance. And what does that feel like with a safe group with, yeah. you know, all of these guidances around it. What's the way to ask about STIs? Like, you know, all of these things we kind of cover in a very um, sort of like open way. I don't I, yeah. maybe you want to expand on that. But to me, it, yeah. it, people are excited about it versus feeling, you know, scared about it. Right. Yeah. And then I think the second day, like we, there's still education, but we like put it a little more into actual practice so that folks can like take it home with them to integrate it. Like you're saying, whether they have a partner or are not partnered um, or have other partners. Um, So the second day is, uh, you know, we help people kind of navigate like how to explore like the touch they want, how to express what kind of touch they want and um, helping people kind of like map their um, body and their body responses of like, what feels good for them? How do I actually express this? How do I say when something feels like a yes for me, when something feels like a no? Um, and, and, and then really helping people kind of create these, uh, kind of menus we were talking about, or almost these like pleasure vision boards, so to speak of like how to figure out what kind of pleasure is going to look right for you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we would love, love listeners to like see some of you, have some of you there. Like, as you can tell, we are really passionate about this. And I think it's been, I don't know about you, but for me, it's certainly been a good, helpful reminder for me on stuff. Like I said, like, this is something obviously I do, we do for a living and to get to like practice it and come at pleasure with a beginner's curious mind to me is the key to like maintaining it over time. Always, always, definitely. I say, be the alien. You you come on down yes. like, what is this? This is very interesting. How do we approach this? Yeah. Humans walking around. Well, I think but. that's where a lot of us get in trouble or get bored in relationships is because we assume that we like know all the things or it's like fine or we're copacetic with it. And we just, even if we're, you know, think we know all of it, or maybe we do, or we're professionals in the field, like, if we don't kind of slow down and go back to the basics sometimes. Yeah. It can be really boring. 
Yeah. And that's also having like the grace for yourself, that, that grace to know that you don't know everything that, that to have that curiosity is an act of grace for yourself and and the other person, but you, you can have this gentle approach through that. It doesn't, Oh, I know, I know it. And therefore I'm going to do it this way. It's kind of like, I don't know much. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Like, let's just see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we hope you'll join us in October for the Pleasure Connection Retreat Part 3. Uh, the link will be in the bio, and we hope to see some of you there for the Pleasure Connection in Malibu in October. Come. Come connect with your pleasure. Come, come. <laughs> Sluts and Scholars, a podcast for professionals who prioritize pleasure. Sluts and Scholars is a podcast produced by Sluts and Scholars Media, LLC. It is a shame-free educational podcast made for your entertainment and informational desires only. The podcast, any opinions we share, and any resources, including social media and emails from us, are not therapy, medical care, or professional advice, and do not create a patient-client relationship. None of the information, opinions, suggestions, resources, or exercises mentioned in this podcast should be used without clearance from your healthcare provider. All opinions, information, and ideas expressed by the guests are solely their own. If you need emergency mental health or medical help, please call 911 or 988 or go to your nearest emergency center. We hope you enjoy the show.